everyone. I am Carla Jakubovic, hostess of the Swiss Learning Podcast, and thanks for listening. Swiss Learning represents 16 prestigious schools in Switzerland, and they're experts at finding the right fit for each student. This season, we will showcase our heads of schools to share their stories and insights with you. Today, we're welcoming Christopher Nikoloff, headmaster at TASSES, the American school in Switzerland. Christopher, welcome to the show. Well, thank you. Glad to be here. Christopher, let's start in the beginning. Tell us a little bit about where you were born and raised and how you grew up. Uh, sure. Uh, I was uh, raised in upstate New York, that is in the country. And I grew up in a small town of about 2,000 people where everybody knew everyone. I think that might be why I'm attracted to independent schools. They, they are, they're a little bit like small towns in and of themselves. So uh, that, that's where I grew up. Who was your childhood hero and why? Uh, it's it's funny, uh, I, you know, uh, we, we had a number of heroes, but uh, Spider-Man immediately came to mind. I, I, I don't know why I was so attracted to to him, but I, perhaps the the agility and the ability to get out of uh, a really uh, unpredictable and complex situation. Sometimes a, a, a day uh, as a headmaster feels that way. So I was go with Spider-Man. Yeah, I think agility sounds like a skill that comes in handy to any of us these days, right? Yes, yes. Christopher, I read your bio and you did very well academically. You have a master's of arts and teaching from Boston University, an MBA from Santa Clara University. Was there a meaningful teacher or mentor who impacted your life? Uh, yes, uh, uh, several. Uh, but uh, And I came to academics relatively late. So there's always hope for, for students who maybe don't love academics when they're younger uh, I came to academics, to a lot of academics late in high school. I had an English teacher who who turned me on to poetry uh, and, and very late. And then from there, everything else clicked. And and so so I would say this one English teacher in in high school first got got me to love literature and believe in me and my writing, uh, my ability to write. So I would say I would say that's where it started. I feel like I say this in every single podcast that sometimes I don't know if teachers realize how huge of an impact they can have in the love of a student for a subject and discovering new passions. Yes, uh, it, it, teachers have tremendous power and, and, and you can't underestimate the, the power of believing in a student, uh, believing in a child. Uh, sometimes children, they may not believe in themselves. They may not uh, fully trust. And as, once an adult sees you where you are and validates that, it could be very, very powerful. And it could happen at any time. Uh, so it could be transformational. Absolutely. Christopher, how did you end up in the education? What was that journey like? How did you end up doing what you're doing? Well, I, it, it did start there. I fell in love with a subject first, and that is literature, which led to history and philosophy and the humanities. So Falling in love with the subject first. I think I think teachers and educators go into education from various roots. My route was subject first. I loved the subject and I loved it so much, several subjects that I wanted to share that. And I actually really like kids, and, and so it was a comment. I love I love working with young people. I still teach uh, as a headmaster, and so that combination of loving a subject, loving children, and being able to share what you love with with students, I think, is where it started. That's amazing. 
And I was just about to ask you what your leadership style is. And I didn't know you were also uh, still teaching, uh, which I'm sure helps in uh, uh, designing the processes and, you know, managing everyone else when you're also in their shoes. Uh, how would you describe your style? Depends on whom you ask, but I would say <laughs> I, I follow I follow probably a, a simple model of 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 uh, noses in and fingers out. Uh, so and and uh, what I mean by that is I I really I want to understand and learn as much I can as I can about everything. I love digging into a complex problem and understanding things from inside out, but also. Fingers out, meaning having great people around you whom you trust and whom you empower to to uh, deliver excellence. Uh, so I would say it's the combination of those two. Uh, what They seem sometimes antithetical, but I think they support each other. Uh, understand and know and, and get into the details, but allow people the freedom and empowerment to do their work. I love that. Christopher, what's something most of us don't know about TASIS? Um, well, we some basic facts that could probably get them, but the first thing that came to mind is we are the oldest American boarding school in in Switzerland. So, excuse, sorry, not only in Switzerland but in Europe. Uh, so, so we have this uh, we have this uh, tradition uh, to build on, and then and then and then the second thing I would say is they they may not uh, really know the warmth and beauty of the campus. It does come across in the marketing, but sometimes, so this is one of the rare places where the, 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 the reality is even more beautiful and warm than, uh, and, and inviting than the marketing. Uh, uh and so, so as, as beautiful as, as our marketing is, uh, so I would say visit the campus, uh, and just, and see what a special place it is. Absolutely. And as I was just sharing with you, I can attest to that myself. I was there a month ago and the second you walk on campus, there's, you know, just all these smiling faces waiting for you and extending such a warm welcome that you just can't help but feel happy as you're walking around campus. It's it's just such a nice and uh, welcoming team there. I, I, I can't, you know, stress it enough. Uh, as you were just saying, TASAS is the oldest boarding school in Europe, American boarding school in Europe, and it's been around for 67 years now. How do you innovate without compromising tradition? Yes, uh, we we have to innovate. We have. Right, when I just got out of a meeting where we we talked about artificial intelligence for uh, for a decent amount of time as an example. So you have to uh, you you have to innovate. And I would say it's 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 kind of a, a little bit like the movie Back to the Future. You 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 have to innovate by by being rooted in tradition. I think you have to look back. Uh, I think G.K. Chesterton said that tradition is is the vote of people who are no longer here uh, to speak. And, and so you can we we're a school that we're not afraid to look into the past and and we're not so quick to sort of discard tradition and and uh, and and uh, values. Our, our founder, Mrs. Fleming, used to say times change, but values don't. So so it is that combination of of looking at what what is happening now. But but trying to be guided by by tradition, not locked into tradition, but certainly guided by the wisdom of the past. Absolutely. And in speaking of the future, the school does have a difficult task, which is to prepare students for a world that will be much different from what we know today. What does that process look like? 
Yeah, well, Tassus is a is a knowledge based school, uh, meaning that we do believe in a rich curriculum that that has academic content is knowledge based, and and so we it, it's a little bit like uh, the invention of the printing press uh, produced a, a whole a whole plethora of knowledge that was not yet available, but yet it made the need for graded schools to even higher. So the need to, you know, there's there, with with the with the influx of data and information out there, the need to be informed, the need to be to have true knowledge is as as strong as ever. So so preparing students, you go back to Bloom's taxonomy. Knowledge is still foundational. Uh, students have to know things in order before they before they can uh, apply those skills and apply those higher order order thinking skills. So so it really goes back to a, a strong curriculum in in all of the all of the uh, or academic subjects, we still think is the best preparation for for what will come because you because you just never know what the future will bring. Certainly. And what are you most proud about your school? Well, uh, students want to come to school every day and, and enjoy being here, not in a uh, frivolous way. They, we we challenge them and we challenge them to be better students and better people every day. But they still largely, as much as they can, because uh, we know we know you know student students uh, um, uh, they, they nobody loves homework or they, you know this, uh, we understand that about kids or kids, but they they really they we hear from our parents that 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 they 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 love the school. Uh, so I, I think it has to go to the students and and that that we find ways to challenge them, stretch them as students as as human beings but not in a way that turns them off to school in a way that hopefully they're finding their best selves. Absolutely. You were just mentioning you were in a meeting about artificial intelligence. In your opinion, what's the best problem to be solving in 2023? This this one uh, is up there. Uh, so I would say uh, the the flood, it, it, some of the, some of the problems are, are continuous, but, but, uh, but, Artificial intelligence students still from around the world uh, recovering from coming out of uh, whether different situations relating to COVID and or lockdown and, and sort of rebuilding that resilience and that emotional intelligence. And so I would say think uh, these are these are the things that are on our mind and and uh, that we're working on and have been working on. So I would say in, in, in the upcoming year or so. Christopher, kids are quote-unquote molded during their time at school, and they certainly leave transformed. In which aspects do you feel your institution contributes the most? I'd have to say uh, uh, I, I go immediately to to kindness, uh, internationalism. Uh, hope, would, we we have, like like we're blessed here with Swiss learning. We have, all of our all of our campuses have have people from all around the world. We have over sixty uh, passports and. And students leave uh, with with uh, basically with the world open to them in a way that 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 did, that was not the case when they when they got here, uh, and and that's that's uh, one of the that's what we hear from our alumni. Tassis was a platform, and schools like all the schools in Swiss Learning are a platform and, uh, uh, that opens the world to them. I just absolutely love this answer. Uh, Christopher, what does the future of education look like? Do you envision traditional classrooms to exist in the future? 
Uh, short answer is yes, yeah, some form of, of community-based learning, sort of the model of uh, the individual tutor with with uh, Aristotle and Alexander the Great versus the the uh, the forum with with Socrates in a group. I think the latter is is still winning and still the most attractive to kids. If anything, if anything, the pandemic showed us is students like to learn in a, in a live communal setting with their with their peers. And I do think there's not. I think one is more enjoyable, but two, I also think the learning is deeper. Um, where they, they can see each other's faces and bounce off of each other and whatnot. So I, I don't see that part going away. It might take different forms or whatnot. And I think technology will always play a role, but uh, it's a very human endeavor. So I don't know how you can take humanity out of it. Uh, so I, I think it'll be there. Agreed. Christopher, what does success mean in your role as headmaster? Yes. Uh, well, it's going to sound a little, a little trite, but really the students and the teachers uh, really uh, thriving and being their best selves, uh, their, their, their best selves as students, as scholars, as academics, as as people, kindness, hu- hu- humanity, and then, of course, teachers doing their best work. Uh, we as administrators are here. We have to remind ourselves to facilitate uh, the absolute best work uh, on behalf of the students. So I would say that that's how I define success. That's great. Christopher, I've really, you know, enjoyed the conversation and having you here. Uh, any final message or advice for parents or students who are considering joining TASAS? Yes, uh, please. You'll probably guess by now, but please visit. Uh, there's some magic on this campus, both in the classrooms, uh, on the playing field, uh, on the stage. Uh, you name it, service, uh, service trips, academic travel. So we have a lot of, uh, I, I, I would just use the word, uh, magic again is magical and and do do visit us um and of course uh and take and take a look to see if uh we might be a good fit absolutely uh christopher if any of our listeners and students wish to continue this conversation can they find you on linkedin yes i'm i'm on i'm on linkedin and of course on the on the i'm easy to find on the tasas website as well and i answer email uh are religiously so i'm a, so they i could I'll, I'll i'll get back to them very quick you, you do get back to them super quickly christopher thank you so much again for supporting the podcast and being here today thank you it was a great pleasure and honor to be here if anyone else has any other questions about anything else they learned today please feel free to contact me at carla at swisslearning.com thanks for listening and until next time